Good evening. It's been long. It's been a very long break. Um, I think I only recorded my intro video. I didn't record anything else after that. But I'm back. And I'm here to give the much needed knowledge. If you need knowledge on how to grow and how to scale up your business, then I'm here for you. Uh, I'm going to share everything for free. So I'll suggest that you listen to my intro video and we get started. So today I want to focus on, I'll do this in two parts. I usually like to keep them short so that uh, we don't take so much time. You know, in schools or in any educational institution, they try to make things longer and it's unnecessary. And if you are on the path of starting your business, I'm sure you will comprehend these things very quickly. And even if you're at an elementary level, I believe you comprehend them very quickly if your mind is set to start a business. I've found it very practical because when I wanted to start my first business, my mind would grasp things very quickly. I think it's because of the need that you feel like you you have to. There's a need, there's a pending need. You know how you read before the exam. You grasp very quickly, try to to cram everything that is in the textbook. Yeah, that's how you feel when you're starting a business or when you think of starting a business. You feel the pressure and the need to grasp everything very quickly. So, I'm going to go through a few ways to finance a business. Let me first say, I hear people saying uh, you need money to start a business. You don't need money to start a business. You need money to grow. Money should finance growth. So, if you create a product that people need, that people are willing to buy, and that people have the money to buy, then you have a business. Capture these three things. Something that people need, that they are willing to buy and that they have the money to buy with. Because you can't create something that people don't need. You also can't create something that people don't need, don't, don't, don't want, don't, uh, what, so what people need, what we, they are willing to buy, yes. So you also can't create something that people are not willing to buy. Yeah, because there are some products that people are just not willing to buy you know and you also can create something that people do not have the money to buy an example we don't have any McDonald's in in Zimbabwe not to say that people don't eat McDonald's don't like Zimbabwe don't like McDonald's but because of the economic situation it people tend to we already have enough fast foods and adding McDonald's so so a market is like a pie 
So the first entrance, obviously, will take the first share. So if McDonald's is to come in, it will take the remaining small share of the market. And McDonald's is not going to have that. McDonald's is a big business. This is one of the reasons why it's not in Zimbabwe. There could there could be many other reasons. Three more that I that I that I think are are the main reasons. But this one is one of the reasons, one of the main reasons. So people are not really they don't really have the money to to, to spend on McDonald's considering they have other things to to focus on. Let me give you another example. You can't set up a Rolls Royce uh, dealership in Zimbabwe because people don't have the money to buy a Rolls Royce. People are struggling to make ends meet and we're bringing Rolls Royce. Like, seriously? Mm-mm-mm. So, people need to have the money. Now, you have a business at this point. Now, let's also differentiate between a business and a product. Some people just have a product. It's not a business. A product will just be there to finance your lifestyle. You are polishing shoes on the, on, on the side of the road. That's just for... For you, for you to get money to to buy food, a plate at the end of the day. But a business is an entrepreneurial institution. It's way bigger and it's scalable. It's scalable. That's one of the litmus tests of a business. Is it scalable? Can you scale your business? Some businesses are not scalable because they are dependent on you. 100% dependent on you. Like the example that I gave you, police shoes on the side of the road. That's you. You can't have two of you you can't put yourself at another junction or at another spot because you can only be one place at one place at a time. You're not omnipresent. You're not God. So that business is not as scalable and it's not a business ultimately that you would invest so much in. There are ways you can finance your business. You can finance your business through crowdfunds. You ask your relatives to just help you these days. There are so many platforms on the internet that you can use to crowdfund. Your friends, your family, your acquaintances, your classmates, your churchmates. your workmates your hiking mates your swimming mates your cricket mates your basketball mates 
your teammates. They all can help you, including people that you don't know, that just believe in your idea and they want to help you. They can help you finance your business. So crowdfunding is one. They just donate a dollar each. They are not getting equity into your business. Who we'll speak on equity? Who we'll speak on perhaps we should have done it before this episode, but yeah, we'll do another episode on that. So there are two ways of financing your business ultimately. They fall in two categories. Debt and equity. Debt and equity. Write these two down. Debt and equity. We're going to speak on that. But today I'm just going to give you a rundown of a few ways to finance your business. So I started with that crowdfund where people just can donate like $100, whatever they want to donate. You have your target. And because of the internet and these platforms, because they are global, you end up getting finance from, you know, all across the globe. People that just believe in your idea, make sure you sell your idea. You make them know what is unique about your business. What's the value proposition you are bringing? And the impact, because people want to know how you will contribute to the society that you are in. So make sure those ESG principles are incorporated. Environmental, social, governance. So they just help you fund your business for no charge at all. And of course, you might want to thank them after you reach your goal. And here's the most uh, popular one, getting a loan debt yeah most people don't want to hear about it and i would suggest that you don't go into debt you don't get a loan it's difficult for a small enterprise to start off with debt because the business becomes less lucrative especially to the investors if it is debt, looming debt. And so it becomes less attractive. So please stay away from this if you can. But if you can't, then debt is another option. Make sure you get a good plan from your banker. Do your research. Do your research on which bank will offer you the best plan. Mostly interest rates are usually the same in a market, in a country. But they might differ by just a few decimals, which will go a long way. So do your research on that. There are sovereign funds. Sovereign wealth funds. Yeah. 
So these are most countries have these sovereign funds set up by the government to support SMEs and yeah to support businesses scale to support business growth in the economy and the government usually takes a certain percentage of equity that you agree on depending on the amount that you're getting so sovereign wealth fund might be an option for you and most governments some governments will have a, a separate entity that or a ministry or a, a, a department or whatever that handles these sovereign wealth funds in Zimbabwe it's under the Ministry of Finance and under the Ministry of Finance there's a certain department that handles that so look into that every government I'm sure every country has these facilities because businesses because government rather they want to support businesses we move on to venture angel investors angel investors so these are angels (laughs) you need them when you're starting you need them when you are starting so they just help you finance your business and for equity or not they came from uh, I hear the history of it is from Broadway in America where people were just financing those acts be in the roads uh, those that were acting and doing their art on the on Broadway and those people became the angels for them they were coming through paying them supporting the work those are angel investors for you difficult to find but hey, keep it at the back of your mind in case you hear about it I want to focus on those that are quite um, relevant and that are ubiquitous everywhere venture capital these ones usually take no less than 50% equity of your business so like I said we're going to speak on equity and debt later on so these ones don't take less than usually don't take less than 50% so these are venture capitalists that want to finance your business in exchange for equity that is usually not less than 50%. They do not just offer finance, they offer mentorship as well because these are accomplished businessmen. 
these are usually accomplished businessmen. And most of them are what they call accredited investors. Accredited investors. They are accredited by the SEC as investors. There's a criteria for that. In the UK, I think they have a net worth of the criteria is you must have a net worth of like two million, not including the value in assets, not including the your your residential house and and the, in America, I think uh, not quite sure, but yeah, they are accredited investors. You might want to look depending on the country that you are in. I'm not only speaking to those in America or the UK, so it's specific to your country. But venture capitalists are everywhere, mostly everywhere. So they want 50% and they give you a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. Now, this is way more than money. And they usually take equity for that, for that experience, because they have walked so that you can run. They have walked the journey before so that you, as a businessman, today can run. And they'll be with you all the step of the way. They'll give you their contacts. And it'll be, be, it'll be quite easy for you to grow because they give you all the material that you need. They introduce you to other customers. They help you with your value chain. You know, some of them have businesses that might actually help you in 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 your in your value chain that might help you in getting products that you need in your business. So you might want to look into that. There is this one. Now these ones I like to call them beasts of the financing. Beast of the financing world. So these are private equity. It's called private equity. Now, these ones usually want 100% of your company. They want to take control of your company. You know what? There's nothing wrong with selling your company. If you feel like it's, it's not for you. Because... I mean, it's better to get something from it than to run it to the ground. Sometimes you might need to just give control. And some of them, they, 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 you might, depending on, because, I mean, ultimately, if you give away 100%, the decision is now with the, 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 the finances that you remain CEO or whatever position that you hold. But they usually try to make you... Uh, they don't try, they are not looking to make you redundant. They'll take 100%. They will allow you to, because you started the, the, the company, you understand the vision better. So they want you to, unless they want to transform the business totally. So they want you to have a contribution in, in the growth of the company. But you'll be like an employee. Yeah. You have to buy back the stock later if you want it back. But 
they usually want 100% and they assume control of the company. They are the new CEOs. They are the new owners. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, my baby. My baby business. I get a headache thinking about these private equity firms because, I mean, yeah, look at it this way. Would you let your baby starve to death or give it away for adoption to another family that can take care of it, that can better take care of your baby? I think you would give your baby away so that, you know, he or she gets a better life. That's what a loving parent does. It's the same with your business. You don't want to run into the ground. So you give it away to private equity and they run it the best way they know how. For most private equity, it's, it's an exit. It's an exit. The, 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 the ultimate strategy is exit because they just want to, to milk it as much as possible and they sell it or they, they exit the business. That's the end game. And you might get it back then, but it will be so, so expensive at that time. Very expensive. So you might want to, to, to make sure that you approach them while your business is at the peak so that you get the, the best value out of it. You get the, the best uh, yeah, value out of it. You get a chunk of that wealth because they have money. They have loads, tons of money. These private equity firms. So, I'll leave it at this today. And we'll continue sometime this week. Best believe that. So, Tinashem Swedzingo signing out. And I love you. Take care. We'll meet again. Stay safe.